Section 20 From Satirical and Humorous Poems, Part 5 by Thomas Moore. Read for LibriVox.org by Noel Badrian. Thoughts on the Present Government of Ireland, 1828. Oft have I seen, in gay equestrian pride, Some well-rouged youth round Astley's circus ride Two stately steeds, standing with graceful straddle, Like him of Rhodes, with foot on either saddle, While to soft tunes, some jigs and some andantes, He steers around his light-paced Rosinantes, so rides along with canter smooth and pleasant that horseman bold lord anglesey at present papist and protestant the coursers twain that lend their necks to his impartial reign and round the ring each honoured as they go with equal pressure from his gracious toe to the old medley tune half patrick's day and half boyne water take their cantering way while peel the showman in the middle cracks his long-lashed whip to cheer the doubtful hacks ah ticklish trial of equestrian art how blest if neither steed would bolt or start if protestants old restive tricks were gone and papists winkers could be still kept on but no false hopes not even the great duke row twixt two such steeds could scrape and overthrow if solar hacks played phaeton a trick what hope alas from hackney's lunatic if once my lord his graceful balance loses or fails to keep each foot where each horse chooses if peel but gives one extra touch of whip to papist's tail or protestant's ear-tip that instant ends their glorious horsemanship off bolt the severed steeds for mischief free and down between them plumps lord anglesey end of poem ode to the woods and forests by one of the board eighteen twenty eight let other bards to groves repair where linnets strain their tuneful throats mine be the woods and forests where the treasury pours its sweeter notes no whispering winds have charms for me nor zephyr's balmy sighs i ask to raise the wind for royalty be all our sylvan zephyr's task instead of crystal brooks and floods and all such vulgar irritation let gallic rhino through our woods divert its course of liquidation ah surely virgil knew full well what woods and forests ought to be when sly he introduced in hell his guinea plant his bouillon tree nor see i why some future day when short of cash we should not send our herries down he knows the way to see if woods in hell will lend long may ye flourish sylvan haunts beneath whose branches of expense our gracious king gets all he wants except a little taste and sense long in our golden shade reclined like him of fair armida's bowers may wellington some wood nymph find to cheer his dozenth lustrum's hours 
to rest from toil the great untaught and soothe the pangs his warlike brain must suffer when unused to thought it tries to think and tries in vain o oh, long may woods and forests be preserved in all their teeming graces to shelter tory bards like me who take delight in sylvan places end of poem stanzas from the banks of the shannon 1828 take back the virgin page moore's irish melodies no longer dear vesey feel hurt and uneasy at hearing it said by thy treasury brother that thou art a sheet of blank paper my vesey and he the dear innocent placeman another for lo what a service we irish have done thee thou now art a sheet of blank paper no more by st patrick we've scrawled such a lesson upon thee as never was scrawled upon foolscap before come on with your spectacles noble lord duke or o'connell has green ones he haply would lend you read vc all o'er as you can't read a book and improve by the lesson we bog trotters send you a lesson in large roman characters traced whose awful impressions from you and your kin of blank-sheeted statesmen will ne'er be effaced unless stead of paper your mere ass's skin shall i help you to construe it ay by the gods could i risk a translation you should have a rare one but pen against sabre is desperate odds and you my lord duke as you hinted once where one again and again i say read vici o'er you will find him worth all the old scrolls of papyrus that egypt e'er filled with nonsensical lore or the learned champollion e'er wrote of to tire us all blank as he was we've returned him on hand scribbled o'er with a warning to princes and dukes whose plain simple drift if they won't understand though caressed at st james's they're fit for st luke's talk of leaves of the sibyls more meaning conveyed is in one single leaf such as now we have spelled on that ear hath been uttered by all the old ladies that ever yet spoke from the sibyls to eldon end of poem irish antiquities according to some learned opinions the irish once were carthaginians but trusting to more late descriptions i'd rather say they were egyptians my reason's this the priests of isis when forth they marched in long array employed amongst other grave devices a sacred ass to lead the way and still the antiquarian traces mong irish lords this pagan plan for still in all religious cases they put lord roden in the van end of poem resolutions passed at a late meeting of reverends and right reverends resolved to stick to every particle of every creed and every article 
reforming naught or great or little we'll staunchly stand by every tittle and scorn the swallow of that soul which cannot boldly bolt the whole resolved that though saint athanasius in damning souls is rather spacious though wide and far his curses fall our church hath stomach for them all and those who are not content with such may e'en be damned ten times as much resolved such liberal souls are we though hating nonconformity we yet believe the cash no worse is that comes from nonconformist purses indifferent whence the money reaches the pockets of our reverend breeches to us the jumper's jingling penny chinks with a tone as sweet as any and even our old friends yea and nay may through the nose for ever pray if also through the nose they'll pay resolved that hooper latimer and cranmer all extremely err in taking such a low-bred view of what lord spiritual ought to do all owing to the fact poor men that mother church was modest then nor knew what golden eggs her goose the public would in time produce one pishgar peep at modern durham to far more lordly thoughts would stir em resolved that when we spiritual lords whose income just enough affords to keep our spiritual lordships cosy are told by antiquarians prosy how ancient bishops cut up theirs giving the poor the largest shares our answer is in one short word we think it pious but absurd those good men made the world their debtor but we the church reformed no better and taking all that all can pay balance the accounts the other way resolved our thanks profoundly due are to last month's quarterly reviewer who proves by arguments so clear one sees how much he holds per year that england's church though out of date must still be left to lie in state as dead as rotten and as grand as the mummy of king osmiandas all pickled snug the brains drawn out with costly cerements swathed about and touch me not those words terrific scrawled o'er her in good hieroglyphic end of poem proposals for a gynecocracy addressed to a late radical meeting quas ipsa decus sibi dia camilla Delegit pacisque bonas bellique ministras. Virgil. As Whig reform has had its range, and none of us are yet content, suppose, my friends, by way of change, we try a female parliament. And since of late, with he MPs, we've fared so badly, take to she's. Petticoat patriots flounced John Russell's, Burdettes in blonde and bromes in bustles. The plan is startling, I confess, but tis an affair of dress. Nor see I much there is to choose, twixt ladies, so they're thoroughbred ones, in ribbons of all sorts of hues, or lords in only blue or red ones. 
at least the fiddlers will be winners whatever other trade advances as then instead of cabinet dinners we'll have at almack's cabinet dances nor let this world's important questions depend on ministers digestions if uday's receipts have done things ill to wipert's band they may go better there's lady x in one quadrille would settle europe if you'd let her and who the deuce or asks or cares when whigs or tories have undone em whether they've danced through state affairs or simply duly dined upon em hurrah then for the petticoats to them we pledge our free-born votes we'll have all she and only she pert blues shall act as best debaters old dowagers our bishops be and termagannets our agitators if vestris to oblige the nation her own olympus will abandon and help to prop the administration i can't have better legs to stand on the famed macaulay miss shall show each evening forth in learned oration shall move midst general cries of o oh, for full returns of population and finally to crown the whole the princess olive royal soul shall from her bower in banco regis descend to bless her faithful lieges and mid our union's loyal chorus reign jollily for ever o'er us end of poem the consultation when they do agree their unanimity is wonderful the critic eighteen thirty three scene discovers dr wig and dr tory in consultation patient on the floor between them dr wig this wild irish patient does pester me so that what to do with him i'm cursed if i know i've promised him anodynes dr tory anodynes stuff tie him down gag him well he'll be tranquil enough that's my mode of practice dr wig true quite in your line but unluckily not much till lately in mine tis so painful dr tory pooh nonsense ask uday how he feels when for epicure feasts he prepares his live eels by flinging em in twixt the bars of the fire and letting them wriggle on till they tire he too says tis painful quite makes his heart bleed but your eels are a vile oleaginous breed he would fain use them gently but cookery says no and in short eels were born to be treated just so tis the same with these irish who're odder fish still your tender wig heart shrinks from using them ill i myself in my youth ere i came to get wise used at some operations to blush to the eyes but in fact my dear brother if i may make bold to style you as peachum did lock it of old we doctors must act with the firmness of you day and indifferent like him so the fish is but stewed must torture live pats for the general good here patient groans and kicks a little dr wig 
but what if one's patience so devilish perverse that he won't be thus tortured dr tory coerce sir coerce you're a juvenile performer but once you begin you can't think how fast you may train your hand in and smiling who knows but old tory may take to the shelf with the comforting thought that in place and in pelf he's succeeded by one just as bad as himself dr wig looking flattered why to tell you the truth i've a small matter here which you helped me to make for my patient last year goes to a cupboard and brings out a straight waistcoat and gag and such rest i've enjoyed from his raving since then that i've made up my mind he shall wear it again dr tory embracing him oh charming my dear dr wig you're a treasure next to torturing myself to help you is a pleasure assisting dr wig give me leave i've some practice in these mad machines there tighter the gag in the mouth by all means delightful all snug not a squeak need you fear you may now put your anodynes off till next year scene closes end of poem paddy's metamorphosis eighteen thirty three about fifty years since in the days of our daddies that plan was commenced which the wise now applaud of shipping off ireland's most turbulent paddies as good raw materials for settlers abroad some west indian island whose name i forget was the region then chosen for this scheme so romantic and such the success the first colony met that a second soon after set sail o'er the atlantic behold them now safe at the long-looked-for shore sailing in between banks that the shannon might greet and thinking of friends whom but two years before they had sorrowed to lose but would soon again meet and hark from the shore a glad welcome there came arrah paddy from cork is it you my sweet boy while pat stood astounded to hear his own name thus hailed by black devils who capered for joy can it possibly be half amazement half doubt pat listens again rubs his eyes and looks steady then heaves a deep sigh and in horror yells out good lord only think black and curly already deceived by that well-mimicked brogue in his ears pat reads his own doom in these wool-headed figures and thought what a climate in less than two years to turn a whole cargo of pats into niggers moral tis thus but alas by a marvel more true than is told in this rival of ovid's best stories your wigs when in office a short year or two by a lusus naturae all turn into tories and thus when i hear them strong measures advise ere the seats that they sit on have time to get steady i say while i listen with tears in my eyes good lord only think black and curly already end of poem epistle from henry of exeter to john of tuam dear john as i know 
like our brother of london you've sipped of all knowledge both sacred and mundane no doubt in some ancient joe miller you've read what cato that cunning old roman once said that he ne'er saw to reverend soothsayers meet let it be where it might in the shrine or the street without wondering the rogues mid their solemn grimaces didn't burst out a-laughing in each other's faces what cato then meant though tis so long ago even we in the present times pretty well know having soothsayers also who sooth to say john are no better in some points than those of days gone and a pair of whom meeting between you and me might laugh in their sleeves too all lawn though they be but this by the way my intention being chiefly in this my first letter to hint to you briefly that seeing how fond you of tuum must be while meum's at all times the main point with me we scarce could do better than form an alliance to set these sad anti-church times at defiance you john recollect being still to embark with no share in the firm but your title and mark or even should you feel in your grandeur inclined to call yourself pope why i shouldn't much mind while my church as usual holds fast by your tuum and every one else's to make it all suum thus allied i've no doubt we shall nicely agree as no twins can be liker in most points than we both specimens choice of that mixed sort of beast see revelations chapter thirteen verse one a political priest both mettlesome chargers both brisk pamphleteers ripe and ready for all that sets men by the ears and i at least one who would scorn to stick longer by any given cause than i found it the stronger and who smooth in my turnings as if on a swivel when the tone ecclesiastic won't do try the civil in short not to bore you even jure divino we've the same cause in common john all but the rhino and that vulgar surplus whate'er it may be as you're not used to cash john you'd best leave to me and so without form as the postman won't tarry i'm dear jack of tuum yours exeter harry end of poem this recording is in the public domain